welcome to the Heal Trauma Bonding Show, the place for relationship empowerment and actionable tools so you can let go of old wounds and create a happy, loving relationship. Whether you're single, married, divorced, or anything in between, set yourself up for relationship success. I'm Dr. Sarah, expert clinical psychologist and consultant, helping business leaders and entrepreneurs to feel more connected and whole. Let's get started. Hello. Today, I am going to be talking about something that's a bit of a phenomenon. And this phenomenon is this. We choose our partners and we get attracted to certain people based on something that's injured inside of us. And this is a conversation that I've been having so many times with so many different clients. We have all got injuries from our past. We've all got things and insecurities, wounds, vulnerabilities, things that have made us feel a bit wobbly, that have made us question ourselves, that have made us question our worth, our value in a relationship. We've all had these difficult experiences at one point or another, and more often than not, it's based on our past. But a common conversation that I've been having with clients recently is that we tend to be attracted to certain people, not necessarily because of qualities that they possess or their value system, but actually we're attracted to them because of what it is that they remind us within ourselves. And we're constantly trying to heal injured parts of ourselves with current partners. So I'll give you a bit of a story. So I'm actually Egyptian ethnically. And I remember I grew up in an area where it was very, very Caucasian, uh, very racist as well. And I remember I would work so, so hard to be more westernized or to be friends with people who had racial views. And even though as an adult, I look at it now and I'm thinking, why would I even want to be friends with these people? And that would make sense, right? Because it's not something that's aligned to my values. And so I wasn't necessarily looking at these people for their value system. And that's something that I appreciated. And that's why I wanted to be friends with them. No, the reason why I wanted to be friends with them was because I wanted their seal of approval about something that I felt really anxious about in myself. And the anxiety that I had in myself was, oh my goodness, I'm going to be discriminated against my race. And so that was my wound. That was my vulnerability. And so I was trying to resolve that in someone who literally evoked that wound inside of me, who literally told me that I wouldn't be enough based on my race. And so it's this really weird paradox that is a subconscious process and it's actually part of the ego trying to heal itself. And and ultimately within this, what it shows or what it's trying to do is that if I've got this wound, i.e. this wound about me being inadequate in some way, I'm going to try and find somebody who also sees that wound inside of me. And if I can convince them otherwise that maybe I am adequate then I'm definitely adequate, then I'm good enough, then I can feel okay, then I can move about with my day, I can live my life and everything is fine. And when I talk about this in an objective sense or in a logical sense, it might sound a little bit bizarre or it might sound um, illogical, 
that's the thing the subconscious mind isn't logical the subconscious mind is actually really vulnerable and it's still operating from a space of a childhood mind and a lot of our programming has come based on childhood so based up until our experiences till we're about seven years old and so when we're operating in adulthood mode we're still operating with a child's mind and what it is that we would have been programmed in the past so when we're choosing our adult partners our romantic partners what's interesting about romantic relationships compared to any other relationship is that that is when all of our wounds all of our injuries get most exacerbated and there's this quote by Carl Jung and I'm not going to say it verbatim but ultimately what he says is that whatever wound that hasn't been resolved no matter how subtle is going to be magnified in relationships and it's so so true because the parts of us that might feel a little bit shaky that might feel a little bit uncertain that might question our worth all of those parts they all exist and when we're not in a relationship or when things seem to be going okay we don't necessarily think about those parts too much they're there they're hidden in the background they're probably in the closet somewhere in the back of our mind but you know that door is sealed tight and we've not really considered it but what happens is is that the moment that we enter a romantic relationship with somebody there's this element of expectations that we show some vulnerability that we expose ourselves but there's also this expectation that this person is the person that we do it with this is the person who we are able to trust that we can show ourselves to and so whatever is going on inside of us these wounds these triggers these things that feel unhealed um, and injured from past relationships they are going to be amplified in our romantic relationship and we're going to want to solve that problem with that individual and so it's never actually about our partner but it's a process that we're trying to do subconsciously and we're trying to resolve these wounds inside of ourselves with this person and so anytime we're in a relationship there's really this invisible mirror that's going on and so the mirror what we see on a conscious level which is only five percent of our awareness what we see is there's an argument and they're criticizing me because i've not done something i have not cooked dinner or it might be they're criticizing me because i've gained weight or I've not even gained weight, but they're criticizing me for my body weight, whatever it might be. But but what I'm viewing is this criticism. This criticism, the reason why this is super important is, sure, we could stay in a space where we're constantly blaming the other person and we're saying, hey, this person's really bad. They've criticized me. They've this and this and this. That's one way of going about it. But the problem with that is that we actually then put ourselves in a position where we become helpless to them because we're embodying and we're getting entangled in that power dynamic so that's one way of going about it but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it the other way of going about it is really seeing what is this mirroring to me because if they're criticizing me and I'm getting evoked is there something about me that believes that criticism, that believes that I'm not adequate, that believes that I'm not good enough? And is this the reason why I'm, I'm getting entangled in this relationship? And so the, the, there are multiple things that we really need to consider. Um, just to kind of elaborate on a different example is 
imagine if you wanted to be a really good chef and so you're cooking a lot the thing is is that you're not going to want approval from other chefs next door but actually you're going to want approval from the Gordon Ramsay and you're going to go for the Gordon Ramsay specifically because you know he's critical because you know he criticizes and so it's almost like this really uh, bizarre experience and, and again it's like a paradox that we are constantly looking for approval specifically from the person who will criticize us because the moment that we experience approval from the person who criticizes us or, or who we know is critical we know they have high expectations the moment that we get that approval the moment that we feel that that wound inside of us that question that doubt about am i good enough the moment that we believe that that wound is resolved and that we and and finally we are good enough so we're constantly entangled in this battle right? And so when we're looking at this invisible mirror, sure, the other person may be criticizing us and, and there's there's a whole heap of other issues there to consider. But if somebody is criticizing us and we're still getting hooked into that dynamic and we're really getting entangled and we're, and we're really distressed about it and, and we're wanting to resolve something, more often than not, that's saying something about an internal process that's going on inside of us that's that's actually speaking to an injury that's already pre-existing it's just this person's evoked it and a lot of people particularly on social media or you know really common conversations that people have is that we should uh really bad mouth criticism we should blame the other person they, they don't necessarily say we should blame the other person but this is what it ends up going down is that the moment that somebody is critical they say okay this person's awful this person's bad and we actually end up in this kind of blame narrative whereas i would say that that's a really disempowering way to be because it, i'm not condoning criticism i'm not saying that that's okay i'm not saying abuse is okay at all but if we're choosing to remain in the situation and if there's something that's pulling us into the situation that's toxic and, and we're wanting to remain in this dynamic, there's something about us that's unresolved. Because, you know, you can say that there are two different people who experience the same difficult situation. So, I mean, I'll tell you about countless couples that I've uh, that I've worked with and uh, a common issue has been infidelity for example and so one person who has um, been betrayed may walk away and they may walk away with a clean slate and you know they they don't hold guilt they don't hold resentment they don't hold shame they're sad sure and they and they feel betrayed and they're experiencing that they're experiencing pain and the pain is real but they've made the decision to walk away and they're just walking away with a clean slate so that's one person whereas another individual who's also been betrayed will still get really really entangled in this dynamic and they won't know what to do and so they're kind of wanting to work on it but then they're really not and then they're, they're going back and forth and, and they're really confused and it's almost like they're playing tug of war inside of themselves and with this person over here the reason why they're playing tug of war with themselves is that they're not okay with the betrayal um they don't know how to place boundaries they don't know whether or not they're worthy enough of placing boundaries they don't know how to respond to these difficult situations they don't know how to effectively communicate certain things they don't know how to feel understood because guess what they 
don't understand themselves anyway to begin with. So, so this person over here, the second person, has got a lot that's going on inside of them. And so they may have experienced something difficult. Sure, the difficulty is the outside, but actually the thing that's being triggered and evoked, that's all happening internally. And so you've got these two different people, and, and this is really demonstrated by this example, is that you can have two different people experiencing the same difficulty, but they'll both respond really differently. And the reason why they respond differently is because they've got different systems going on inside of them. One person might really feel wounded about this thing and it speaks to their wound, whereas the other person is coming at it from a clean slate. And that's something really important to hold in mind because when we're getting entangled in this narrative of my partner's done this, my partner's done that, and, and getting really blaming and even though their partner may have done something that's hurtful and again I'm not at all saying that betrayal or abuse or criticism I'm not at all saying that any of those things are okay but what I am saying is is that it's interesting the fact that we choose particular people to be with and our choice is very much based on what is going on inside of us as opposed to necessarily the qualities that the other person possesses and for us to really start embracing healthier relationships and and even you know if we were to create a healthier dynamic with someone that we're with but potentially that we're struggling with it's really about two different things so the first thing is really considering ourselves and what is going on inside of ourselves what is the wound that's being affected inside of ourselves what is the history what's the i don't want to use the word baggage but what is the background that we're bringing to this that's so important for us to consider because when you come into a relationship you don't come in isolation you come with the rest of you and often I'm talking about a clinical perspective so as a clinician when I'm in the room with somebody I'm not in the room with just that person I mean their parents are in the room their dog is in the room their brothers sisters neighbors cat is in the room like everybody is in the room metaphorically even if there's only one person in front of me. And the reason why everybody's in front of me is because actually the every single one of us, so it's not just this, this individual, right? It's not just my clients who are uh, different in some way, but actually all of us, we all hold voices inside of our mind that is based on other people's voices, based on other messages that we would have experienced. And again, that's a ripple effect. And there's a whole lot of transgenerational narratives and stories that we experience and we absorb and we just assume to be true and we assume it to be true about ourselves and we come into a relationship with all of this in mind and when we've got all of these stories about ourselves and we're bringing it into a relationship guess what it really impacts the choice and partner that we have and if it's not resolved it can play out in magnified ways, regardless of how subtle it might be to begin with. And so something that I would heavily recommend is actually get familiar with your own wounds. And it's not to say that you have to do all of this work by yourself, because actually that can feel really daunting. And we only know what we know. Our levels of awareness, our perception can be quite limited just based on what it is that we know and you know what it is that we see. So that's something potentially to have uh, additional guidance, professional guidance and support around. 
but it's still really important that we're aware of what it is that we bring to the relationship because then we can kind of consider what's my stuff and what's their stuff so what is something that's unhealed and unresolved inside of me what is it that might get evoked inside of me whether or not that person intends it and what is actually their issue but we can only figure that out the the more attuned we are to ourselves so that's something that's huge for us to consider the other thing then for us to consider is the relationship dynamic itself and the person that we're with and the simplest piece of advice that I would give to that is if you were to imagine watching your partner on a tv screen that you were totally out of the picture and there was a camera recording them and it was recording them going about their day at work with their friends with their family members whatever it might be but just imagine that they're being filmed and you're watching them on camera and you're watching them on tv as if it was a show it was a reality tv show and if you get to that moment i want you then to start considering how do I feel about this person? This person that I'm watching who's on the TV show. How do I actually feel about them? Like, how do I feel about their qualities? How do I feel about their characteristics? How do I feel about their behaviors? How do I feel about them? And that question in itself will give you a hell of a lot of insight because you're no longer getting entangled in this attachment and, well, what does this relationship mean about me and what would I do without this person? And, uh, you know, we're, we're no longer kind of in this entangled, uh, blurred lines and we're not really able to see things clearly. We're not really able to make a judgment in terms of this relationship and how we feel about this person or the relationship. And actually, is this something that we want to pursue? It's, it's really hard for us to, to see that when we're in it. And so we really need to be out of it. And one way by being out of it is really taking the observer's stance. So the the best method, the best bit of advice that I would give you is taking a step back and really as if you're observing it through a TV screen. The moment that you get to that stage, then you can start making judgments and, and really asking yourself, does this person's values align with mine? And when I'm talking about values, I really want to differentiate the levels so often something that you might hear is we've got shared hobbies or we've got shared interests and that's a great thing. I would like to argue something a bit different to that and sure having shared hobbies is nice. Um, it's not vital though for a relationship and also it's not enough to keep a relationship going what is more important is the shared value underneath and I'll differentiate this with a concrete example so if you imagine a core value might be something like adventure right two people like adventure hobbies on the other hand would be one person likes skydiving and the other person likes snowboarding okay so they're two different hobbies but the core thing underneath might be adventure and so the moment that we understand if if the value the core values are the same or at least similar 
that's something that's important as opposed to necessarily the surface level hobbies because the surface level hobbies it might be like hey do you want to learn how to snowboard or hey do you want to skydive or you know whatever it might be um but then you can kind of share those activities and actually that would be something that would be a growth journey for both of you and and you know that's something that you would be able to do to spend time together but but you're also sharing something but also it may be that you don't want to do the hobby that the other person does and that's okay as well it's not necessarily about you having to do the same things and liking the same things either because a healthy relationship is really about you know what I respect you so much and I love you so much for what it is that you like and what it is that you do and that's okay and and it's vice versa it's not coercing somebody or or pushing somebody to like the same things that you like or the same hobbies uh that you like but it's really with regards to the core values and so you know another core value might be compassion it might be loyalty it might be uh friendship it might be honesty it might be a charitable giving whatever it might be but but when the core values are aligned that's something that's more important compared to the shared hobbies so so uh, that that's something as well to consider so when you're in this situation and you really can't decipher is this relationship healthy for me is it not something huge to consider is that the relationship will always be a mirror for a particular wound or an injury that's going on inside of you and so the way that you resolve that is that you figure out well what's my stuff what's my wound what's what's actually being evoked inside of me and what's the problem or what's the injury that I'm trying to solve inside of myself that's one side of it guess what your partner is also doing the same thing but you're not psychic and neither should you be their therapist either um but you know it's about really recognizing the stuff that you bring the moment that you resolve that then you become a bit clearer in terms of well I'm not bringing this to the table so I think that this is something that they're bringing and when we figured that out then you can make a clearer decision with with a clear mind in terms of actually are we aligned here are we truly aligned or are we just enacting something because we're both trying to solve each other's wounds but we're just getting entangled and we're getting entangled in a really unhealthy way that is something that I would heavily recommend along with really considering that our ability to step into that space of self-awareness and also acceptance of what's going on inside of us will really free us from victimhood this is a point that I just really want to uh, repeat one last time I know that I've mentioned it um, a little bit during this talk but something that I see a lot of and I see a lot of people ending up struggling far more than what they need to is that they get so entangled in this story that they are helpless in the situation and it's not at all about diminishing your pain or minimizing the difficult experiences that you've had but it's really about the more that we lean into the parts of us that we've been running away from the more empowered that we become and the less helpless we're in, uh, the the less of a victimhood state that we're in. And so that in itself will also free us from this position of blaming our partner or, or sitting there constantly pointing the finger. Because you know what, even if you're pointing the finger, like there are still three fingers that are pointing back at you, right? And so 
sure that there's stuff that the other person is bringing uh, i'm not disputing that but the real power is considering what's happening inside of us I am also hosting a five-day workshop that is totally free and that is from the dates of the 5th to the 9th of February and so that's 4 p.m. GMT and 8 a.m. PST so I would really appreciate it if you guys joined up. I will put a link for this in the uh, notes below and until next time take care. If you like this show, please do me three solids. First, share it with a friend, because if you found it helpful, I bet you that one of your friends will do too. Second, subscribe so that you never get to miss an episode. And third, please rate the show to help other people find life-changing content. I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible have a healthy and fulfilling relationship. So please help me in my mission.